This is the Dad Devotionals Podcast with Dave Domzowski. Each week, I'll bring you compelling interviews that'll educate, inspire, and motivate you to become the father and husband our Lord called you to be. We're a community of devoted dads who want to strengthen our faith and family and live out our true purpose in this life. Please, won't you join us? Just text me at 717-913-5671, and you'll be welcomed into my Devoted Dads community. And if you want to support the podcast, we invite you to purchase a product, a book, or a course in our affiliate shop on daddevotionals.com. You can also contribute monthly at patreon.com slash daddevotionals. Now, here's today's show. God bless. Hey, dads. Are you responsible for your household or business finances? If so, check out my website, runthemoney.com. Run the Money is the place for money management tips for saving more, paying off debt, and budgeting. I also give you ideas and information for starting a side business. If you're in between jobs or need a way to get a better handle on your family's money, go to runthemoney.com for free articles on money management. That's runthemoney.com, R-U-N-T-H-E. M-O-N-E-Y, all one word, runthemoney.com. I'll see you there. Today's guest is my good friend, Sean Moroni. He's the founder of the Obesity Revolution and president of Teens of America. He's also the host of the Obesity Revolution podcast, where he adds fact to fat. I, I love that tagline so much. He, he's here to talk to us today about how the setbacks in our lives actually happen for our benefit. Sean, welcome to the show, brother. It's so great to have you. Thanks, Dave. Man, it's an honor, brother. Always a, a, a joy and an excitement and and just just thanks for the, um, the privilege. Amen. So. No problem at all. So, you know, you and I are well acquainted, but I, I want to give sure. folks out there listening just a quick one to two minutes about who you are and, uh, and, and what you're about. Sure. Well, um, I, I, uh, husband, um, for my, my wife and I've been married for 23 years. Um, I'm a father to three girls. I'm a girl dad. Um, they, um, they're my life, you know, they, um, just are everything, you know, to me. Um, I love my family, my, my family, you know, first, you know, I just, I just believe in it for family, you know, before everything. So, you know, of course, my, my my saying is always that I put, you know, God first, family second, and everything else will fall in place. So it's just, you know, um, I I love doing what I, I do. I don't, you know, have to do what I do. I get to do what I do. And, of course, you know, me um, working, you know, Teens of America is 23 years old. Wow. Um, you know, the obesity revolution is five years old. And both of those things, Dave, which was pretty amazing, is that they were both um, my sort of pain Mm -hmm. that was turned into a purpose, yeah, if you will. So that Teens of America, me me being young, addicted to drugs, I started Teens of America whenever I came out of all that stuff and, you know, sort of did it in about face and you know, got right with God. And then I, you know, my wife and I got married. We started that. I I spoke into public schools all over the country. Um, and then of course I struggle with obesity yeah. and um, I didn't always in high school. I was, you know, I played football, baseball, mm-hmm. you know, athletic. And then obesity took over my highest weight you know, was 687 and told this last time I had a, you know, quite an episode in my life, like last year to this year, the, this time last year, I was completely mobile. Hmm. Um, and of course I had a setback, which we'll, we'll talk about, but, um, but also the obesity revolution is a pain turned into a purpose and a platform, you know, to help those struggling with obesity that never had a voice, never had anywhere to go. And so now that's what we're doing. We're helping people all around the world because it's a big number and that uh, people struggling, but 
they're invisible, they hide in the shadows, and they're not accepted. They're sort of cat we're castaways. Mm-hmm. So we're that's what our other you know goal is. But that's that's me in a nutshell right now. So I I love it. I mean, I just it's I love life. Yeah. So God God has blessed me. Yeah, a- amen to that. And you know, I want to I want to say on here, you know, we bring folks on here that are God's children and we're all God's yeah. children. Um, there yes. are no castaways in the kingdom of God. No, nope. um, you're here. And the, and the things that you've dealt with and the things that the guys that come on the program, the things that I, I deal with, we, we all deal with different things. Um, we're all here to serve God and we all have those things in our lives to get us yes. closer to God. So absolutely. I'm so Absolutely. And, and that's why I'm glad you mentioned your setbacks, because there's always there's always something we seem to want God to just take away from us. Right. right. Um, but he doesn't. What happened to you last year? And, and, and you know, now why does it have you saying this? OK, God, I see what you did there and I'm ready to go to the next level. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Um, so think about this, Dave. Just just here it is. You know, and first, let, let me let me preface by saying this. Things don't happen to us. They happen for us. Mm, amen. OK, now, now that that's a tough pill to swallow, but and it's a cliche. Mm-hmm. OK. But I believe the cliche. Yeah. OK, haven't experienced what I've had to experience now. Somebody always has it worse than we do. There's no doubt about that. But whenever you're going through it, you don't want somebody to say, well, somebody has it worse than you do. You know, you just, I mean, come on. I mean, just you, you're not, I mean, you got to come up to that understanding and say that, that here's where I'm going and this is what I'm doing. But, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey for five years, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried everything all my life since I got to 687. And a lot of people say, well, you just need to lose weight. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do that. And it's usually the people that have never struggled with that. I mean, right. like, for instance, Dave, you know, here's the scenario. You, I mean, you've probably never been a day overweight in your life. and that's not a bad thing, but it's then that people that don't know, like if you would say to me, well, Sean, you're just, you know, you just don't care about yourself. Well, that's easy for you to say, you know what I'm saying? It's easy for somebody that's never been in my shoes to say, but you don't say that to anybody. Just like Mm -mm. if a a parent lost a child. Mm. And I mean, that just, that just shakes me to my core thinking about that. Absolutely. You know, you never say to somebody that lost a child, you just need to, you know, do this. And we don't understand because we've never been there. Right. Well, until you've been there. Okay. Until you've been in my shoes, you don't deserve to tie them, Mm -hmm. let alone walk in them. Okay. So I stopped listening to what people said because they don't, they don't know me, you know, even the people that were close to me that I thought would understand, they don't, they're still like, Oh, well, you're doing this wrong. You're, you know, you're not, you know, uh, I'm not, uh, well, what are you, you're eating wrong. They automatically assume, well, you're, you're not eating right. Oh yeah. Well, why don't you come and follow me for 30 days? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then then we'll we'll talk. And my wife, my wife would never lie to for me. She knows how I eat and I'm on point. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't deprive myself, but I eat small portions. Even now, my I my stomach and my appetite has shrank mm-hmm. since you know being in the hospital and stuff. So, anyways. Through that, you know, my first thing is I, I lost my first year starting with a trainer. I lost a hundred pounds, right? And did did incredible, you know. Um, my story went viral, mm-hmm. and I shared a video. Of course, that's how 
you know, you and I met, you um, reached out to me, which another honor, which, um, you know, you wanted to work with me and write my story. And, Absolutely. you know, my story went and you got my story in Forbes magazine. And it was like, I mean, I, I never read Forbes, let alone being in Forbes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, fat guy on Forbes, you know, that's what I'm looking at. That's what we should have <laughs> called the story. Um, and, you know, I just, but that, that was amazing. And then all the things that happened and, you know, the people I was able to get to and the television shows, which mm-hmm. here's the thing. Let me say this. You know, being social media famous is like being rich in Monopoly. Mm. It doesn't matter if it, I, I, the people is what matters to me. Sure. I want to help the 30 million people in America that are still stuck in their homes and their beds Mm. that never have been helped. And that's what's happened. They, they relate to me because they're not going to listen to, you know, a muscle bound person trainer. That's going to tell them, Hey, you need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And then they don't, they don't get anywhere. And it's just, it's, it's a fiasco. So with that being said, I did everything for five years. You know, my mobi- I had my complete mobility. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to the gym this time last year. I was going to the gym twice a week. Okay. So think about that. Well, fast forward in say May, I got an infection. I have lymphedema, which if anybody doesn't know what lymphedema is, lymphedema is where your lymphatic system is. It's like right underneath your skin surface and there's, there's vessels and they're just like your veins. They run parallel with your veins, but it's your lymphatics. And that's the thing that gets the fluid through your system is your lymphatic system, Mm -hmm. which you need, which that's what helps your immune system. And you got to get that fluid moving or you're going to get retained fluid like nobody's business. And that's why whenever you get a bruise or you hurt your knee, it swells because that's your body's lymphatic system putting fluid on it because it's, it's on fire. And it's like, our lymphatic system is like our built-in fire department. And so with that being said, mine on my right side, somehow I got an infection back in 2000 and it was a cellulitis infection. Didn't know what cellulitis was at that time. Well, it was right on my leg. And now I've had 28 infections and 21 hospitalizations since 2000. So with that being said, the, um, I've been in, you know, infection after infection, it kept on getting worse and my legs started growing a a mass and the mass, you know, it's like, like a 50 pound, um, having five, you know, 10 pound bowling balls strapped to my inside of my leg. That's what my, my mass is like, you know, cause me, you know, grief and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, fluid, and so anyways, in May, I got an infection, went in, okay, routine, go to the hospital. They admit me, put me on strong dose of antibiotics, and I'm out. But, you know, it takes a whole lot out of me. Well, with that being said, I had um, uh, this infection in May. I went in, and somehow it debilitated my legs. So I got out of the hospital and I couldn't, I could stand, but I couldn't walk. Wow. I mean, I, I, nothing. So from May to um, October, I was in the hospital three times, you know, and then what has happened was I started leaking fluid out the sides of my back and the, the, my, my, back in the middle, just fluid pouring out, Wow! you know, my feet were swelled like a balloon Mm -hmm. and I was having a hard time. Yeah. Even stand, I was, you know, in my chair debilitated 
and then I went in um uh and October 7th I went in for the third time okay and whenever I went in this is 2021 I went in and they admitted me and I was so fluid retained and the the pouring was that it was so astronomical and it just kept on I was flooded is what was happening so I went in there I gained 200 pounds wow of fluid that's incredible so I went from 558 to 758 and it was bad it was so bad Dave I couldn't the doctors they couldn't believe it people couldn't believe it and I was just that's why it didn't have anywhere to go and that's what I say about lymphedema. People don't understand. So you have lymphedema and you have obesity. You got two weight losses. You got a water weight loss mm-hmm. and you got a fat weight loss, but you can't get rid of the fat until you get rid of the fluid right. because the fluid is there to protect it. And so anyways, I went in and they admitted me, they wanted me to go to rehab and I was there, but here's, here's the thing. They started giving me diuretics, which you, you have to be, I have to take. Yeah. And I took them. I lost a hundred pounds in less than five days. Wow. And they kept on coming in and checking the scale. To, they're like, wait a minute, this. So now I'm down 220 pounds. Nice. And so it's slow, slow but sure. I'm getting ready to get um, weight loss surgery. Because it's a tool for me. I need you got to do whatever you have to do. And people say, well, you know, whatever anybody I don't I don't care what people say. It's about my health and being here for my family. Mm-hmm. And I got I have a really awesome doctor that's gonna is working with me. Uh, their whole, you know, um uh field, their whole clinic is working with me here in St. Louis. And Dr. Bornstein, matter of fact, met me in the hospital while I was in there. And we had a, he just was so down to earth. And, you know, but people wouldn't take me on at being at my weight. Right. You know, that's what, you know, all these shows do, my 600 pound life, which they exploit people in our, you know, in our condition. And so he said, he goes, yeah, I'm going to take you on. I'm like, wow. So, I started that process and I knew it's, you know, weight loss surgery is a tool. I have everything that I have the, the mental health. I had to get that the last five years, the mindset, I had to get that down and Mm -hmm. then my nutrition and I can work out, you know, but it's hard to work out whenever you have no mobility and you know, you just don't, you just don't. And so everything has been done that I had to sort of, Rain back. I'm sharing that that journey too, as well, showing that I was went there. So I was in the hospital four weeks, and while I was in for four weeks, they were waiting and keeping me until they found a rehab for me. Nice. Because the other thing is rehabs are hard to find to work with people to accommodate. That's what's that's disgusting because hospitals rehabs cannot help people that are extreme obese Mm. and just like with the bedding and, you know, people, it's just, it's just a shame, which that's what my hopes of doing with the obesity revolution is changing that there those very things. And so what happened is um, I, uh, four weeks, I went to rehab. Well, at this time I couldn't even stand. Wow. And Anyways, I went in the hospital, went to rehab, had, I'm going to tell you what, it, I was gone for 15 weeks from my family. Oh man. I didn't even see them uh, except for FaceTime. Thank God for FaceTime. That's all I can say. I missed my birthday. I missed Halloween. Mm. I missed Thanksgiving. You know, I missed Christmas. I missed my daughter's fifth birthday. Um, all through that time, didn't get to, I mean, but here, let me say, people say, man, that must, yeah, it was, 
But I'm going to tell you what, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Ever. I got so much done mentally, physically, spiritually. And it just was like, it was pulling my whole trichotomy together. You know, knowing that, you know, I, I, I know Christ is my savior. Mm-hmm. He's changed my life completely. And I had two of the greatest therapists on earth. Uh, Kate was my PT and Jack was my OT. And Kate didn't put up with any guff. <laughs> Just she was so, but here's the thing. I need somebody like that because I have a way to be able to talk my way out of things. And that's just me. That's been my life for all my life forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm a shortcut kid. That's what I was whenever, you know, and then I, I try to do the same, but Kate wasn't having it. They just, so I videoed myself taking my first stand I videoed myself taking my first steps. I videoed myself just getting, being able to get out of bed on my own, you know, being able to turn on my own. And it was the greatest 11 weeks in rehab. And I went home and it's, it's been amazing. So it's just been a fight because this time last year, today, this time last year, I was able to go about. But now I, I still have, you know, a long way to go with my steps and stuff like that, which is fine. I have I have physical therapy coming into my home, too, as well. That's great. And so they're working with me. I have great doctors i have a great you know um um nurse practitioner um they come and take blood from me you know check check me and i'm getting to where i have the answers and the understanding in the process to where what am i in this for right am i you know do i really mean business and adversity is good because Adversity builds character. Mm -hmm. You know, people want to run away from adversity. Well, adversity is what makes us. That's right. Or it breaks us. So that's where I'm at right now. And I'm able to be a light to people. And that's important to me. You know, the Bible says, let your light so shine before men. You know, that, you know, a city that is set on a hill, you know, and if it doesn't have a light, if, you know, a lighthouse, you know, that's what lighthouses are for, mm-hmm. you know, they're for ships so that they don't run into the rocks. Right. Well, the rocks of life are there. And I feel that that's what God has called me to do. And he has allowed things. I mean, God doesn't make things happen. He allows things to happen. It's like, you know, people get that misconception that, you know, God's some kind of task master that he's going to come down. Oh, you're done. You're done uh, off with your head. No. And God's not up there, you know, pointing and making and playing, you know, monopoly with us. He's up there allowing things to happen and that for us to turn to him to say, God, I need you. And I've had some really incredible moments at I've had to just pour my heart out to God in prayer and keep my nose in the Bible. And it's just, you know, that's my spiritual aspect of it. And it's taught me a lot. I mean, God that allowed this has taught me a lot and it's, it's made me who I am and seeing what I'm made of. So I'd like to say that I'm made of, you know, some pretty awesome stuff, you know, that's, that has came from, I'm built and I'm made in the image of God. That that's, that's already pretty awesome. And then also, you know, God doesn't make junk, you know, and I don't care if you're, you're 687 or 187, you know, people, everybody has a 687 pound problem. 
And the difference is they can see mine. They can't see anybody else's. Right. And everybody can hide behind that because it's like, hey, here it is. This is me. Guess what? Because there is great strength and vulnerability. You know what? You know, think about that, Dave. Yet when I am weak, then is he strong? Right. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. Think about that, man. I'm like, I, I, I remember that's when I get the, the term great strength and vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we can be who we are without putting airs on, that's whenever God wants our true essence that he makes us that we are to shine and that he makes us and allows these things to build us. And I just, you know, I I mean, there's many trials, many tribulations. We know that, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. And I have, I, God's awesome. I mean, what, 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 what else could I say about that? And he's, you know, the one that blesses me, you know, and I, I tell everybody, that's my platform. You know, I, I share, you know, the life of Christ and, you know, his death, burial, resurrection with everybody that, you know, they accept either they accept it or they don't, but I, you know, I never force it on anybody. You can't. No. My thing is, is to be able to some plant, some water, but God gives the increase. Amen. So that's all I am. I'm a, I'm a planter. I'm a waterer. And that's what I do. And it's just been amazing, Dave, how, you know, my life. And that's where I come up with things don't happen to us. They happen for us. Sure. Amen, Sean. Um, thank you for that. I, I love bringing folks on because I, I want to hear their stories. And I think that's what other people want to hear, too. They want to hear. They want to hear the pain. They want to hear what you're going through. They want to hear how you're overcoming it. And they want to hear the victory. And I think it's not, it's not one thing. It's many things throughout your life. Absolutely. And you're a great testament to that. And that's why I always like, no, no matter what I'm doing, whether it's a story for Forbes or a course or a podcast, I want to bring you on and bring you in because I love your perspective. Thank you. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I know it, it can't be easy to, to get up there and to share this story and to share your struggle all the time. But ever since we first met that pain transforming into platform mindset, I love that. And, you know, because in very many ways it resembles the pain that Christ went through on the cross yes. for us. Yes. And that became yes. a platform for a, a, a movement 2000 years in the making. <laughs> it, it, it has. That's it has. a good point. I mean, what, what, what about that? I mean, you know, the thing that Christ did go through for 33 and a half years, mm-hmm. you know, he went to the cross for us. Amen. You know, he who knew no sin took on the sins of the world. And, you know, think about it when he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You know, it's all right to ask why. Right. You know, people think, well, you can't question God. Well, Jesus did. Jesus did. His own dad. God had, you know, well, his his father, I mean, think yeah. about this. His father turned his back on him for that time because every sin, and God can't look at sin, every sin of mankind, past, present, future, was laying on Jesus Christ on that cross. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about Jesus, too, was amazing, is that he was still telling people about salvation in the way even when he was on the cross right absolutely you know the one man you know he accepted him he said today thou should be with me in paradise and yeah i mean jesus is the the answer you know he's the author and finisher of our faith that's right you know he you know he endured the cross i mean I mean, Hebrews, you know, chapter, you know, 11, one and two, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, he, he went to that cross and he didn't deserve the cross, right? yet he chose the cross. Exactly. Exactly. For us. And, I mean, man. Well, 
and, and what's what's so beautiful about about it as well is that he he dies on Good Friday, and then Orthodox teaching. I'm an Orthodox Christian. Orthodox teaching is on Holy Saturday. That's when he descended into hell to do he, battle with yes. Satan and open up those uh, doors, yep, open up the yeah. gates of hell and let all of those souls out. And then on on the the third the third day he rises victorious. And yes. that's what we're called to do. We have to die to ourselves, die to our sins, die to our situations, work through that process and to get to another victory from valley to valley and peak to peak. Yes. And, uh, and, and that's you, man, that's you and your essence. And that's why, you know, not only are we created to uh, in God's image, but we're created to be like him and resemble mm-hmm. him and become yes. more like him every day. And yes, you know, you're, you are giving back in so many ways uh, and you're, and you're doing it in, in, in front of the camera, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're, you're not, you're not hiding behind it. You're, you're, no. you're offering your gifts and your talents to everybody. And we really, we appreciate that here at dad devotionals. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you allowing me to speak it, yeah. you know, and yeah, what you're doing, Dave is great. And that's what we want to do is think, you know, all of, I mean, not, not, my mind just going a lot thinking about Christ sure. now, because if if it wasn't for him, you know, that he went, well, think about that. There was the um, member Lazarus and the rich man. Yes. And member said there's a great golf fixed. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that before Christ, that people went to that holding space, which is in, in the middle of earth. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That mm-hmm. whenever he came there and that he went there and fought that yeah. for them three days and, and went through hell, literally. Literally. And then, you know, then all of a sudden he led captivity captive, mm-hmm. the Bible says. That's right. So he led all of those out and, you know, there was a great gulf fix. So the people that were in hell, the holding place of that, they couldn't, they could see into paradise, but paradise can also see into hell. Mm-hmm. And then there was no way to get from there to there. The only way was there is it was for the Old Testament Christian until he completed the transaction. Yeah. And then that's the ones that were there. But, you know, the Old Testament, you know, Christians, mm-hmm. um, they had to believe in the coming of the Messiah. Right. You know, they had to believe that just like they had to put the faith in a coming Christ. You know, we put our faith in a um, a past that he has been here. And it's just like, well, you understand it is that, you know, the old Testament isn't written, you know, for us, it's, it's written to us. And, you know, that's what I'd like to say too, is the old Testament is the new Testament concealed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The new Testament is the old Testament revealed. Amen. So that's what I, I look at that coming from, you know, that perspective of, you know, here's where it's at. But I mean, I it would, without faith, you know, it's impossible to please God. Absolutely. And that faith is what brought me through where I'm at. And that's what I said is that I had a cleansing physically, mentally, and spiritually. Just because I was by myself, nobody there except me you know, God and my therapist, Mm. nobody was there to, you know, Hey, I'm going to pretend I had just by myself, Wow, you know, the backside of the desert. Mm. And, you know, I, that I couldn't handle the backside of the desert, but, you know, I went into the backside of therapy. So rehab. And so it's just, no, it's been amazing, Dave. I, 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 I just, I, I mean, you're, you're going through something to get to a place. And if you just make sure that you just put your trust in God, you know, just trust in him and step back. Absolutely. Trust in him, step back. You know, it's when we try to put our hands, here's what we do. We give it to God. And then two, two seconds later, we're trying to take it back. Right. <laughs> you know, cause we don't trust him. No, we don't. That never works out well for us. <laughs> we mess it up. I, mean, I, I do want. 
I do want to ask you, Sean, um, can you, can you tell us about your wife and kids through this? You know, you're the husband, you're the dad, you're that rock that everybody clings to. I remember you told me before that, uh, you know, you're doing all this so that one day you can walk your girls down the aisle on their, on their wedding day. So yes. How has all this affected them and how are they doing today? Well, they were troopers. They, my girls missed me. Sure. I mean, they just, they just did. And my wife, you know, she was, you know, it was, it was hard on her, sure. but I mean, we got through it together. I mean, we, she's my, she's my greatest supporter. Yeah. You know, she's my, my ride or die. She's my, my rock. She's, you know, there through, you know, you know, you can say thick and thin. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we say thick and thinner, thicker, so <laughs> thick and thicker. And so, um, She's just, you know, uh, been amazing. Of course, she, she's a full, you know, functioning person that she, you know, lays the the ground in the home, and you know, she she can keep track of, you know, great things. She's sure. she's that kind of woman. She's not gonna, you know, she's had a hard life, you know, growing up, and you know, she's been through it, and um, it's made her who she is, and that's why. I believe that, you know, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have a incredible wife that, you know, was God ordained. And so through it, they, it was rough. I mean, it, it was, you know, more rough on me because I'm thinking about them <coughs> about that, you know, but they, they're, they were fine. They were, they were doing great. Um, and, they, uh, you know, my wife, except whenever it, it was, it was rough because I was in the hospital and she, I thought I was going to die. Hmm. I was in that place when I went into the hospital, one of those three times. Okay. I think it was the second time is when it was, it was bad. And she her and I, here's what I did. Okay. Let me, let me say this story real quick. I um, went into the hospital and it was so bad because of all that fluid leakage. I didn't know what, what it was, Dave. I'm like, I've never experienced that. Right. And I remember going into the hospital and I was like, it didn't feel right. Right. Um, and I was scared to death. Yeah. I was, I was, I was scared. And I, that night I got admitted, I was in my room and I said, Hey, Jess, I said, where are the girls? She goes, they're in their rooms. I said, can I ask you a question? I said, um, what are we going to tell the girls? And she knew what I was talking about. Cause she was, having the same feeling and we both just bawled. Mm. I mean, like the, for, I don't know how long it was, but didn't say anything. And she's like, I'm I'm not going to tell them anything right now. And we cried, we prayed and she goes and here's what she said. She gets back and says, um, she goes, okay. She said, we cried. She said, tonight we cry. Tomorrow we fight. That's what she said. I love that. That was the pivotal point. That gave me that license to fight. Awesome. Awesome. And she said, it's a battle. Yeah. And so tonight we cry tomorrow we fight. And we both went like this. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And 
the next day, guess what? Next couple of days, I, I met Dr. Bornstein. Well, here's how it worked, though. My wife hates doing any kind of interviews or videos. Mm. However, she can't stand it. She, she, but you know what she did? I didn't know she was going to do it. She put out a video asking to help me to find a surgeon that would be able to take me on. And she put out a plea. I mean, it got like, I think, 5,000 views. Wow. And she just, she put her heart out. And everybody, you know, knew, that knows her knows that's not her. Right. But she did it like a champ. And that week is when Dr. Bornstein, I said to a doctor, because I was, I was fighting, I was fighting. I said to, you know, my, my, my doctor, my bedside doctor, I said, um, is there, do you know any surgeons for bariatrics? She goes, yeah, matter of fact, yeah, they just, they just moved into this building of the hospital. And I said, well, I, he goes, do you want me to get, um, you want to, you want to talk to him? I said, really? I said, yes. Well, that next day he came down and he came by my bedside and I met him. Wow. And we talked and I told him where I was and what I'm at and that, and I'm going to document it too. Yeah. So I'm going to go through everything, you know, the whole, you know, procedure where it's at, you know what I mean? Type thing. I mean, there, there's so much I want to be able to document, you know, and it's like, I, I get it. And then sometimes I, you know, it just doesn't, you know, happen. I want it to be organic. Sure. You know, not just put on, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, stage. I, I like, you know, the rawness of it. And so we're doing that. And um, it's just, I mean, I, that was within that week. And we've been fighting ever since. Wow. And the day I got home on January 7th. So from October 7th to January 7th. I was, I was, you know, you know, gone and I, um, I got home. My girls threw me a coming home party. Uh They made, you know, chocolate covered strawberries and, you know, just, it was, they, they were, you know, they were good, but they didn't look, you know, they, they had them all, you know, messed up, but it was like, good version. The, well, it was, they were incredible. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of it, but, exactly. you know, and I've been home since January 7th and, you know, January, February, March, April, three months and I'm doing good. I mean, and like awesome. I said, I got a long way to go and um, it's just it, it, a lot of anxiety. You know what I mean? My, sure. you know, mental health is very vital. If you, you know, your mental health isn't an operation, you know, you don't have a proper diagnosis, please. I mean, you, 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 you got to do something. Don't think you're weak because you have to take medication. Hmm. You know, I mean, seriously, people think, well, that's what, you know, I I'm on Zoloft, hmm. you know, I, t- I mean, I have terror. I was diagnosed with anxiety yeah. and, you know, obsessive, I obsess over things and, uh, you know, I, I turn a mountain, you know, out of an anthill, hmm. you know, so that's me, but it's changed my life. I mean, the pandemic that happened, I went through it. I, if I, if I didn't have my mental health in, in check, I would have went crazy sure. during that time. So that has changed my life completely being taking my mental health in operation and making it, you know, full. And that's what God you know, led me to, you know, that's what doctors are for, you know, not some doctor feel good, but somebody that truly cares. And my doctor does, and they, they watch over everything that I do. And, you know, so if you're struggling with mental health, please don't think that you're weak or pray it away. You know, prayers, prayers, awesome. You know, we're there to pray, pray me, prayer means asking. 
but there's just some things that, you know, people say, well, just pray it away. Well, that's, that's not the, the way to do it. You pray for a need and asking God, okay, help me. So you know how I pray now, Dave? How's that? I pray, Father, help me to either, you know, you want to heal me, that's up to you, but lead me to the right resources. Mm-hmm. Amen. In order to be able to get this in check. Yeah. I don't pray, you know, Lord, take us away from me. Take us away. And that, that's that's what we do because we, we're like them, you know, um, fire, you know, men type prayers. Yeah. You know, when the fire happens, we start praying, but we never pray in peacetime. Right. And so it's not, it's not my it's, will. It's, it's his will. Thy will. His will be done. Exactly. And that yeah. when, when, and when you can say that, Dave, you're right where you need to be. Amen. You know, because we want, man, we, we pull back and pull and push because we're human. We're sinners. Yep. You know, but God uses uh, crooked sticks to draw straight lines. <laughs> that is very true. So he uses nothing better than a sinner. And that's what he chooses to use us. But that's why, you know, prayer, prayer isn't to make things go away or it's not a rabbit's foot. It's not a, you know. It's prayer is there to communicate with God. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and ask him. And when you have a relationship with him, you know, I, I say, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't go into all the, you know, the jargon. I but some of my best times of prayer is whenever all I could say is, oh, God. And that's OK. And th- those are the prayers that I feel like are even listened to the most. Yes, they are. No, they really... because not not that not that he picks and chooses. I I, I don't want to pretend that I'm in the mind of God, but I feel like those are the most honest prayers. Those are the, those are the they ones are. that he can do the more he can do the most with because you're letting go, and it's like yes. no, it's not. I can't do it. I can't do it without you. I don't even no. know what to say. I know, <laughs> and you're like, oh God, yeah. you know, that's all you're. You're like, I can't even pray, you know. And there's many a times. You know, but prayers don't have to be eloquent. Right. You know, we think, well, most people are afraid to pray because they, you know, think that they don't know how. Well, whenever you ask your mom and dad, you know, for money, you don't worry. Oh, dear, precious, you know, father, you know, mother, you know, and then do you know how to ask, you know, for money from your, your mom or dad or things? Yeah, I do. Right. And that's the same thing with God. We get too, you know, formal instead of just saying, Father, hey, I I'm so glad I get to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you have me here and just bless and yeah. that's it. And sometimes it's just, you know, simply just saying Jesus's name, just say Jesus. That's yeah, yeah. Enough. Well, yeah, and say and claim his blood. Yeah, there's yeah. power in the blood. I mean, seriously. And you know, think about you know all that is that you know how I pray. People say, how many people do you have that says, hey, would you pray for me? Mm-hmm. Well, then most people say, yeah, I will, but they don't. Okay. Now, not nothing about, but it's just out of sight, out of mind type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, what I do is when somebody prays, if somebody's gonna. I always pray on the spot. Mm, I love that. Just as so I, I did pray for them and I might, you know, not put it on my list because if I, my list would be out the, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I, and I mean, I'm not being unkind. No, I'm just saying, I mean, I, I don't want to just read a list just to read a list. Right. And not even, you know, call the name out and say, Lord, there's a need for them. But that's what I'll do is like, you know, on Facebook, people say, you know, I'm in urgent prayer. And what I do when I see those, I say praying now. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I pray. And so when that goes away and, you know, tomorrow, I mean, I'd like to keep it always. But if it's always there and I can see that, then it's there. And I just can't put everybody, you know, on a list. I don't want to just read a list. Right. I want to say a meaningful prayer, especially when I say praying now, I'll pray like, hey, Father, bless this family right now that, 
you know, lost a loved one, Mm -hmm. you know, comfort them, strengthen them, put a hedge of protection around them at this time, give them the grace that they need to get through this at this time. And that's, I feel that that's all, that's a good way to pray for others. Absolutely. Instead of just, you know, say, Hey, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. And how many times have you said that you never did? Right. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, we, well, just being a hundred right there. So, well, Sean, brother, this has been excellent. We are just about out of time. Got about 30 seconds left here. Where can we connect with you? Learn more about the obesity revolution and listen to the podcast. Well, here's what you do. You go to the obesity and everything's there, um, all the podcasts there, but, you know, it's on every major platform. There's a way once you hit the podcast, it will show you where you can listen on the website and then follow me on social media. Everything is I am Sean Mulroney. And uh, that's where people can follow me. People can, you know, um, go to the website. I mean, that's just you know, there's a lot of help, going to be a lot of resources coming up. We've got a couple of things we're getting ready to launch. And so we're pretty, pretty stoked about this. So the obesityrevolution.com and I am Sean Maroney. Well, that's perfect. Well, we'll have to check back with you to see what some of those new things are. I know I can't wait to find out. Um, don't you have a book in the works? Didn't I hear that? Yes. Uh, the Becoming Larger Than Life. Um, addressing the elephant in the room. Um, we're going to be launching that very soon. It's done. Um, it's, it's on Amazon now because we did a special, uh, type thing. Um, but we haven't done anything full force yet. So yeah, become, it's my whole story of my whole life. So it goes from the start, you know, the, the tragedy, the trauma, you know, I tell everything. So it was very therapeutic, but yeah, becoming larger in life. So. All right. Well, guys, we'll make sure you pick up that copy and also check out the obesity revolution.com. Mr. Mulroney, always a pleasure, man. Uh, God bless you, brother. May may God grant you many blessed years with that beautiful family of yours. And we can't wait to hear more about what you're doing and we'll catch up with you later. Well, thank you, Mr. Domzalski. Have a great day. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals. Be sure to text me at 717-913-5671 to join the Devoted Dads community. Do me a favor and share this episode with at least one other person who could benefit. Until next time, take care and God bless.